Hello and welcome to another Scientology Fair Game, the podcast. Hello, Mikey. Hello, Lily. <laughs> so today we're doing another listener Q and A. Yes. And why is that? Because uh, being slaves to our audience, like we are, we do oh, what they want. Sure. We're <laughs> martyrs. People. People constantly are writing in more questions and saying, oh, we love the episodes where you answer our questions, so we are happy to oblige. Yes, and thank you so much to all of you out there listening. Uh, once again, uh, how many episodes have we done roughly so far? About what? 40, uh, in a little north of 40 at this well, point. Well, and you guys are continuing to listen and continuing to support us and continuing to send in your questions, and, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And so with that, we are going to answer some more listener questions. What's the first one you want to do, Mike? Um. Well, the first one on the list. Lauren. Okay. Do you think at some point the Sea Org will start encouraging pregnancy among members because their numbers are dwindling? And the absolute answer to this is no. That okay. will never happen. The idea of children being born into the Sea Org was uh, without any uh, second thought canceled by david miscavige back in i i guess it was the mid to late 80s um because children that were born into the sea org had to be fed and right. cared for right and this was by in, scientology right right yeah. by sea org, other sea org yeah. members and this in miscavige's mind was a a burden and a distraction to the parents so right. He he decreed that there were not going to be any more children in the Sea Org. And honestly, I am thankful about that. Yeah, me too. You know, I am very, very happy that there are no more children like my children who were born and raised in the Sea Org. But that doesn't mean that they still don't recruit children of Scientologists when right. they get to like 10 or 12 or whatever age it is now. You just can't have a child born into the C organization. Right. And, and, and Mike, uh, we should also add that the, when Scientology parents do turn their children over to the C organization, they sign over all their parental rights to yes. the C organization and to the Church of Scientology. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, you know, uh, we've talked before about the idea that Scientolo Scientology and their numbers yeah. You know, they, they worry about their numbers from the perspective of their PR. So they worry about being able to put out bullshit numbers. What they really are concerned about is keeping the people that they've got happy. Sure. And, and keeping and, them and, in the fold. Yes. And milking them for whatever they have. And Scientologists, you know, whale Scientologists, uh, you know, are giving over 10 20, 50, $100 million over to Scientology for Scientology's front groups that do nothing. Um, I just, it, it drives me insane the amount of money that I've given to them, you know, thinking I was doing good. And, you know, they're, you know, what they're concerned with Scientology is infiltrating, you know, legitimate uh, organizations, legitimate churches, legitimate uh, 
charities that are doing the work just they're they're really consumed with just their appearance and infiltrating uh the bigger picture to be seen and recognized as a bona fide respectable religion just like any other religion um which is fine with me and you mike and i think we've said this many times uh they could be a religion all day they should just not have tax exemption and and uh, they shouldn't be abusing people well, yes, that's the reason why they shouldn't have tax exemption. And um, yeah, so that's the answer. Oh, the other thing that I want to ask you, Mike, is when do you think the number, the numbers, because I, I, you know, I do remember a time in Scientology where there were a lot of people in Scientology in the course rooms, in yep. the buildings. But what do you think was the biggest? Because, you know, the numbers are what, 40,000, you think worldwide, including staff? I think it's less than that now. Yeah, I'm being I nice. I think it's between 20 and 25,000 now. Worldwide, everyone. Worldwide. Yeah. Yes. And now why do you think what do you think the biggest decline in Scientology numbers it was due to? The internet. Right. I that absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um and and that really started in the really in the late 80s and into the early 90s yeah. and Scientology got its its start on the internet war of exposing the truth about Scientology with its efforts to suppress or I should say our efforts because I was there at the time right to suppress the people who were posting confidential Scientology materials on the internet and bringing lawsuits against them. And that was at the insistence of David Miscavige, who was responsible for maintaining the copyrights and intellectual property rights of Scientology materials, including the upper level materials. Uh -huh. So he decided that these people needed to be sued. And that was the start of the end. Right. Because those lawsuits brought about a great deal of attention. They dragged in, like the Electronic Freedom Foundation the, and various other free speech groups and, and the fledgling world of Anonymous. Uh -huh. And then ultimately, Anonymous really got on a roll about that. And that started to change the the perception of the world of Scientology. You know, it really made information more accessible. It, it sort of moved away from, here's a secretive organization that you can't find out a whole lot about unless you go to the National Archives and read old newspaper clippings. Right. Now, all those old newspaper clippings, the old... Uh, you know, the prosecution of the, the leaders of Scientology in Washington, D.C. by the Department of Justice, all of that stuff became accessible and available to people generally. And as the Internet has grown, more and more people have more and more access and there is more and more information. And nowadays, you know, people just don't do things without Googling it. Right. And the minute you Google Scientology, no matter how many times they buy ads, which yeah. they do routinely, yeah. to sit at the top of Google searches, yeah. anybody that does a Google search these days doesn't, like, if I Google something, 
I ignore anything that says paid ad yeah, at the too. top that shows yeah. up at the top. I just right. don't even look at it. Right. So basically that has been in my view the the end of the the ascension of Scientology and into a continuous decline. Right. And it's it's going to continue in that manner because people are just, you know, our, our children now don't are not susceptible. The data is available to them. Knowledge is available to them. And, you know, that's the good news, you know, is that, right. uh, is that, I mean, listen, and also uh, to people who say, well, okay, so what do you say to those who are in Scientology? Because look, the internet was available to me when I was in Scientology. And, you know, the second part of that, everybody is, um, is is uh i think lawrence wright said it is is a prison of belief right where right. you might have access to the internet which i did as a civilian scientologist right but i was taught i was raised to believe that if you like when i would go into scientology and you have to go in every day right my my handlers <clears throat> would say you know if i said hey i saw this thing you guys put out about mike rinder i think it's really fucked up you know, this guy was in the Sea Org most of his life. Like, why? You know, they wouldn't sit there and, and, you know, start out their attack on me. It would start out with, you know, me talking to us. I'm talking to my spiritual advisor, right? And my yep. spiritual advisor is saying, honey, why would you look at things, you know, and people that are attacking your church? Like, why would you go out of your way to... To, to do something like that with somebody who's trying to hurt your religious beliefs and attack your religious beliefs. Like, why would you do that with your time? You know, that's how it starts. It's not like, you fucking dumb twat. Why would you, you know? Right, 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 right. It doesn't and then, start. And then they yeah. pull out the LRH and then they say, pull out, look, yes. what Ron, look what LRH says. He yeah. says that those people all have big sordid crimes. And, and they're evil. And let, and let me evil. show you, let me show you Mike Rinder. This is true. Look, L. Ron Hubbard says anyone who attacks Scientology has crimes that they could be put in prison for. And look, let us show you a confidential session that Mike Rinder did where he admitted to purposely wanting to hurt David Miscavige, the leader of your church. Look, he confessed it right here. And so isn't that true, Leah, that Mike Rinder and anybody who has left and is publicly speaking out is in fact a criminal? And, and you're like, and, they, and are motivated by, by evil intentions yes. to try and trick you into believing that terrible things are happening when they aren't really. Right. And, yeah, I've you know, done it a thousand times. And me too. <laughs> and uh, not only has it been done to me, I've said it. Right. I've said it to other parishioners who were thinking about leaving or looking right. on the internet. Right. And by the way, you're charged a hefty price for this interrogation, and then you're made to make amends for looking on the internet. So over time, you just learn not to do it. Because yeah, if you're doing easier. that, yeah, it's like this. It's like the way I feel about relationships. Like if you're hiring a private investigator, if you're looking at your your mate's phone and need a tracking device on your, you know, person's phone, like you know, it's already kind of broken, right? Like so, yeah, you know what I mean. So <laughs> it's like that. It's the way I look at it, right? It was like 
that that really, I was like, look, if I'm not ready to leave Scientology, I'm not looking on the fucking internet. I'm either here 100% abiding by the rules of Scientology, or I need to get the fuck out. And I was not ready to get the fuck out. Exactly. That, that, actually, Leah, you just said something that isn't articulated often. Mm -hmm. This idea that it, that even the, the process of getting out is an all or nothing leap. Yeah. Like as long as you're in, yeah, you're not going to to read or buy or accept any of this stuff. You right. have got to make the decision. I'm out. Right. And only once you've made that decision are you actually willing to look. Right. <laughs> it's it's like because look look could could my husband sit around and point out all the things like yes you have a great case angelo i don't do this i don't do that i should be more loving i should be giving blowjobs i should be doing more for you as your wife but i'm not <laughs> so either find something good about me and get in it <laughs> or you gotta be done because you can make a case against or for, right? Like, right. And and you just got to be. Yeah, you know, that's what, exactly yes. right. Yeah. You can't be like, you know, halfway, ha- especially in Scientology. All right. Right. There is a question here that I thought, oh, this is interesting. Okay. And it says, what's your take on famous Scientologists launching their own business product lines? A specific yeah. example might be Laura Prepon's Prepon Kitchen. Yeah. While her product line might be fantastic, if she still engages in Scientology courses, then vast sums of the profits and her personal wealth could well find their way to the church, much like Leah's salary as an actor did previously. Okay, yeah. this is a this is a great point, and I got interested in this because I happened to see Laura Prepon yeah. on Drew Barrymore two okay. days ago. Yeah, and she was there pitching her new line of kitchen products. Okay. Prep on kitchen. Okay. And I thought, okay, this this is interesting. And then I saw this question. I went, well, it's sort of uh, inevitable that any Scientologist or, or at least any good Scientologist is going to give a good portion of whatever money they have to Scientology. Mm-hmm. There is no question that by supporting uh, ABC Mouse Mm -hmm. with their educational programs, the money that you are paying for that subscription, a percentage of that is ending up in Scientology. And the same with going to a Tom Cruise movie, the same with buying a, a, I don't even know, a a Laura Prepon. Yeah. Or... where yeah. or anything. Yeah. So the question becomes, and and this and and Michael Roberts says at the end, you know, so should people boycott such things because ultimately they contribute to human rights infringements and all other dark endeavors of the church. Mm-hmm. My view on this is that's completely a personal choice. Should you boycott something? I don't know. I I my myself i do not i'm never gonna go buy laura prepon's prep on kitchen and if i have a choice of movies to watch i'm not gonna watch a tom cruise movie yeah and i'm not gonna buy abc mouse 
But I don't think that the impact on those people comes through boycotting or trying to, to hit them in their pocketbook. That's a Scientology trick that they try and do and have tried to do on us. Mm-hmm. But right. I think that constantly raising and exposing and insisting that the media and others in positions ask them the hard questions, just mm-hmm. like Yasha was talking about, like, when these people get interviewed, when Drew Barrymore has got Laura Prep on on talking about her her you know cookware, uh-huh. she should be asking her. So, what about the the allegations, okay. or what about the 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 Look, abuses I, in Scientology? I just disagree with with you on this point. Yeah, Drew Barrymore does an entertainment soft show. I just think it's inappropriate for to ask somebody like Drew Barrymore, who's doing a talk show, who's hoping to have fun, who's hoping to move, you know, the needle Good. in a more positive direction. And the second part is this, Mike. As an actress, as a performer, I'm not going to put up with a bunch of fucking bullshit from... You know, uh, for example, I was doing when I was promoting the People Puzzler and and our podcast, uh, I was supposed to do I did Wendy Williams as part of my thing. Right. Uh, You know, I had a whole list of, you know, outlets that I was going to do and talking to the producers before the show. They go, we we're going to we want to talk to you about, you know, your, your friend Jennifer. And I said, well, you know, you could bring it up, but it would be really stupid. I'm not going to talk about my friend's personal life. And they said, well, we're, you know, she'll bring it up. And I go, and then I'll fucking hang up. I mean, I said, you know, I'm kind of tired of playing these games. You know what I mean? Like you're not brave for asking the question just so you know, you don't seem like the brave motherfucker on the scene asking me about my personal, my friend's personal life. And if I was a Scientologist or Catholic or do I have, I mean, not that I'm putting Scientology in the same thing, but what I'm saying is if I baptize my daughter and they go, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, now you've maybe joined another cult or what do you think about the Catholic church and, and, you know, uh, people coming out, how many, how many abuse cases have been coming up, you know, I'm there to talk about the fucking people puzzler. And now you want to bring me to like uh, I'm not talking about it's really not the context it's not the place for it it's also putting you on the spot if I'm out there promoting you know the aftermath that's different we're talking about this subject we're talking about serious shit and yes let's throw in some fun stuff about my daughter my husband whatever you have a right to say we're not talking about it. Good. I, I just I think 100% there's agree with you. Okay. I 100% agree with you. And I want to take back what I said. It was a bad example to use Drew. So who do you think? And, 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 and I just want to say, yeah, I adore Drew Barrymore. No, I, I know this wasn't it. Look, it could be her. Amazing. It could be Ellen and DeGeneres. It could be, these are not the shows that really, I understand. Yeah. Now, I understand. Mike, but I also want to tell you, you know, yeah, go ahead. The peop- the type of people that should be doing this is sixty minutes, right? Or even the Today Show. The when Today these guys Show, forty eight hours, around promoting yes, twenty twenties. I agree. Yeah, 
When and Elizabeth journalists, Moss- and journalists, you know, serious journalists to ask, you know, fluffy, jerk off fucking entertainment, uh, jer- you know, enter- writers to ask Tom Cruise the hard questions where well, they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about anyway. I would prefer right. them not to because when yeah. they have tried, they've accepted some bullshit answers and I go, I prefer you not. How about yeah. that? Because you're, you're, you're pretend you're, you're front that you're being that journalist that has the balls to ask the question. You're a (laughs) pussy. And the fact that you asked it and didn't really know the answer to follow up on it anyway, just shows you're a fucking jerk off. And so to me, I just rather you not like, don't even try. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we've only got through two questions so far. <laughs> well, I think this is right. Well, no, it's not just that we've gone through two questions. I'm, but I, I'm but kidding I also, you, Leah. but here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. I, I, I do agree with you, Mike, that I don't think it would make a big, it would make a big impact that you're not buying Laura Prepon's uh, fucking pans or whatever she's selling. Um, that's probably not what she does, but anyway, let's pretend it, is. it was. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, uh, it's cookware. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think it would make a huge impact, right? right. That, that you don't, I don't think it'd make a huge impact because I just think the majority of people that you have to really, this is really a conversation about core beliefs, right? It's really yep. what you support and follow is about your personal core beliefs if you're okay with a politician uh talking about grabbing pussies disrespecting women you know attacking people once they no longer suit your needs that and and i'm not judging i know it sounds like i sound like this all the time by the way even when i'm pro somebody so don't take this as an attack on you i'm i've had these conversations with my sister who i love right my point is just tell me the truth. Those things don't matter to you. Right. Okay. What you're looking at, what's, what is a core belief of my sisters um, amongst other beautiful and great things, but that's just not that important to her. So she'll support that politician because they're good for the economy. And that's a very, that on her scale of core beliefs, that's very high. It's higher than how you talk to women that you are, you know, Maybe, yep. maybe certifiable, whatever. Okay. <laughs> but that, but, but again, not judging, you know, I've been friends. I supported people that other people go, why would you be friends with somebody like that? Or why would you support somebody like that? And it really comes down to that, right? Yes. Like I'm not supporting the person because I believe that they are not only part of, but they contribute to an abusive criminal organization I, that's just that's just me. That's one of my core beliefs. Right. It, but it wasn't. Right? It yep. wasn't seven years ago, eight years ago. Yep. Okay. So exactly. people change. Okay. So it's up to you. You want to support a crazy motherfucker involved in some crazy shit? That's on you. Go ahead, Mikey. Oh, I uh, you can ask you can pick <clears throat> the next one if you want. Oh, okay. All right. So questions that have come to my mind as I have listened to your podcast. How do you ever trust people and how do you reconnect with other members once you've left? How, so do you ever trust people, Mike? Yeah. I you trust have? you. No, I but not you. many, but not many. Do you think coming from this place, right? Cause you have been taught to 
hate everybody in the world from Scientology teachings. That wasn't Scientology, right? Because mm. this is a yeah, what yeah. what Scientology teachings is called psychological warfare, where you dehumanize the other side. You trust no one that isn't a Scientologist, and you are taught to completely cut off and hate and go after your own loved ones if they have left. So you can't even trust your own mother and father, your own son and daughter in Scientology. When you leave, Mike, are you able to connect with people in a deep way and trust people? Hmm. It is a fascinating question, and I'm not sure that I have a really snappy answer to this, because I look and I go, there are certain people that I trust absolutely implicitly, but almost all of them are people who are formerly (laughs) Scientology, (laughs) because I know that those people the Mark and Claire Headleys of the world and Mm -hmm. you and others will never betray me on the basis that I do what I do now. Right. And I have had a lot of people who have been sent in on me or Christy who were spies from Scientology, who were seeking to gain information or influence or, or whatever. So there is certainly, in my view, I have a heightened sense of uh, spidey sense, look out for the spies, and I think that that affects my willingness or ability to be very trusting, although I, you know, I've tried uh pretty hard to go yeah well that's a really shitty way of living i don't really want to be that person i don't want to have that why am i letting uh scientology's uh, fair game tactics alter the way that i live my life or want to live my life so i try not to No, I get, I know you, and you work very hard at that, Mike, you are a very loving and, but you're right. It's, it's mostly with ex Scientologists, right? Yes. But well, why, you know, it's very clear why, right? Like we have been our, our spiritual, um, advisors, uh, were, was Scientology was L. Ron Hubbard and they were also our primary caretakers, Two very, very uh, dangerous and um, traumatizing things to happen. Because some people just have, uh, you know, their caretakers abuse them or lie to them, which creates trauma, right? Mm -hmm. But to have two huge influences in your life being your spirituality and your upbringing caught up in lies deceit abuse is all trauma so it makes sense why you would protect yourself from enduring any more pain and trauma right i think on the other side we learn so much hate we've been lied to all of our lives that the pendulum swing goes too far with me i've noticed that with both me and valerie because we work closely together every day right (laughs) i mean 
as for uh, as street as I am and as smart as I seem sometimes as far as like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, I can catch people in lies and all that. So gullible. So trusting. When I mean, you could just walk right up to me and go, hi. And I'm like, okay, here's my number. Here's my... In a lot of ways. In But now the, the saving grace, Mike, has been that I'm in the public eye. Right. But I would get really hurt left and right. Because it's almost like anybody who isn't a Scientologist is decent. And then we have found out that that is not true. <laughs> right. Well, okay, so so we've got sort of two ends of the spectrum because I look yeah. at you and Val and to some extent also Christy and I go, God, I wish I could be more like you guys. We were so- like seriously. No I, I, like I, I it like it it's like a uh you know how you have things in your life that you wish that you were better at? Yes. You know, just, yeah. I just feel like I wish I could be better at that. And I'm like, uh, you know, I often say I'm a hardened criminal. Yeah. I, I was like, you know, the, the hardcore inner beast of Scientology for so long yeah. that I recognize that I have this hardened criminal sort of shell and I try and, and not demonstrate it as much as it, it might actually be present but it's it's um it's something that i look at with with uh envy i i envy your gullibility and i don't well, really mean yeah. gullibility no i know I what mean you mean I know. your sensibility that, your, that we're we're open your to. softness yeah you're you're much softer than i am in and and many and by the way, respects but and and we wish we had more of you, Mike, where we protected ourselves a little more because it's not it's not unfounded. And I know I'm always pushing these books on you, Mike, but did you ever read Waking the Tiger, Healing the Trauma? Oh gosh. I don't know. I'm not okay. sure about that one. I've but read, anyway, I like I've read a bunch of them and I can't remember okay. if that was. All right, that's fine. Them. That's fine. But I, I just want you to know that it's not something that you just concocted, right? It's not be I know you're joking when you say you're hardened criminal, but it really is from the trauma that you've received and the re-traumatization of that, of being hurt over and over again, um, you know, is a real thing, Mike. I mean, it's a real thing. And by the way, what we do, the shit that we do, where we're like, oh, you know, well, yes, everybody's family, come in, we'll give you the world, you know, and we invest ourselves in other people's lives a thousand percent and then get hurt. Yeah. You know, that's also a trauma response. It's like feeling like we're not enough. So we have to overcompensate. We overexplain things. Like, I'm petrified of ever getting on a stand because I'm going to overexplain. I overexplain <laughs> everything. <laughs> I mean, if this podcast is not uh, an example of that, <laughs> and that is again a trauma response, is feeling like you have to overexplain everything, you know, and do too much for people who don't deserve it is all part of the game. Yeah, I hear you. Anyway. I hear you.
Can you and Leah discuss race and Scientology? I remember reading a rumor about Will and Jada Smith being in Scientology, which I believe you confirmed was just a rumor, but that got me thinking. Scientology seems to be primarily white. For an organization that claims to have so many members all over the world, it seems it should be more diverse. Can you shed any light? Go ahead. Okay. I'll take the the overview. You can talk about Will and Jader if you wish, but I'll take the overview of Scientology and its whiteness because okay. I have covered this on my blog a few times and fairly recently I posted a list of statements made by L. Ron Hubbard about, oh my God, everything. Black people, brown people, Chinese, Japanese, Jews, uh, Arabs, like everything that isn't white bread, Caucasian, he had something nasty or negative to say about. And I don't believe that Scientologists generally are racists. I, I, it's not, it's just not something that I think is true to hold as a generality. However, I do think that Scientology as a subject based on the writings of Hubbard, is 100% oriented toward middle-class white America. Yeah. That that was his audience that he like, set out yeah. to capture, and yeah. it has remained that way. If you look at pictures of the crowds of Scientology events, which is the yeah. only place where you see pictures of a lot of Scientologists gathered together, yeah. There is hardly a non-white face among them. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll, go ahead. I want to add to that. Um because racism has to do with who holds the power, right? And that is that is what racism is. It's 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 having a, a majority in power or having power and holding back Another group. Yes, for the purpose of this conversation, listen, I'm not a scholar, right? I'm just telling you like my basic, like what I'm thinking as a person. This is how I feel as a person. You have to have the power, which which has been white. Has in the US. Yes, has held the power. Right. And as a country, it is founded and has continued in its history to be racist. All right, that's just me. That's just me. Okay, now, what Scientologists are and is will continue to be is prejudiced. It doesn't matter who it is, what color of their skin, where they come from, what they give a fuck about is do you have the money to pay for Scientology and they don't give a fuck about the poor, they don't give a fuck about changing the system of racism. They don't give a shit about it and neither do individual Scientologists. They don't give a shit about community, family, outside of their own interests. And therefore they are 1 million percent prejudiced. 100% agreed. Okay. I mean, sign, I, I put this on my blog and I mention it often. But yeah. this condescending term that Scientologists have for non-Scientologists, WOG, WOG yeah. is as as disgusting 
in its context as the the terms that are that are so taboo these days that we couldn't even say them on air. Yeah. To right. describe either black people or Jews or Polish people or whatever. Yeah. Whatever was the the slur du jour, mm-hmm. that is Scientology. But Scientology yeah. doesn't just pick on one particular group or ethnicity. Yeah. It's everybody. Yeah. Everybody that isn't a Scientologist is a heathen. And is poor. a and if you're poor, is, and if you, by the way, if you're poor, you the word that they use for anybody with who's poor, anybody who can't make money, is called a degraded being. And when you, when I have said to my spiritual, you know, handler in Scientology, why do we do nothing for the community? Why do we do nothing? Why do we not give services away for free? Why do we not reach out to communities that could use our help? The answer is we help the able. Right. So that would so that says we are so if you want to go back to racism and prejudice preju- being prejudiced, they do have the power to change conditions in communities uh, in the world, they have the money, they have the resources and they choose not to do it. They choose not to help. Right. So it, yeah. it's up it's up for debate. It 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 comes up often that people yeah. say, "What do they do with all these empty buildings that they buy?" And Nothing. many many people have commented saying, "Why aren't they uh, like helping the yeah, people why? who them, don't have them. anywhere to Everybody, live?" Everybody, feel they- free, feel yes, free, please ask go them. ahead. We agree. <laughs> why the fuck not? Ask the IRS. Why do they have tax exemption if they do shit for anybody? Ask the fucking government. Sorry I'm cursing so much today, everybody. But by the way, for anybody who thinks they should tweet me about it, there's much, you know know what should be offensive? Behavior. Not my mouth. Get over yourselves. (laughs) The two people who want to go, I just can't with your mouth. Yeah, fuck yourself. I love... I, I love this show, but I just can't handle the, the curse words. Then listen to something else. That's exactly right. And get offended by, by behavior in the world. Okay? Talk to that person who's maybe not cursing, but they're a fucking pedophile. Get, 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 get angry about that. <laughs> there you get go. Get angry. Get angry about that. Okay. Um, Your turn. Mike, do you want to answer this question? I don't know if it's a good. Uh, I, mean, I think it is, but one day could you explain the ranks, brevet, and lanyards, clasp, tie colors, and patterns? It seems like a jungle to learn. Yes, happily. Wh- why? What is it? Rank, ranks and brevet. Yes. Yes. Okay. The C organization, which mm-hmm. is the, you know, the inner core of Scientology is based on a bunch of shit from the Navy that Hubbard implemented uh, because he was in the Navy in World War II, so he implemented a system in the Sea Organization where you are recognized by being promoted in rank. And the ranks go from you know a petty officer to a chief petty officer to a midshipman, 
warrant officer, ensign, lieutenant, lieutenant commander, commander, like up these ranks and concurrent with your rank is the insignia that you wear. How many stripes you have on your sleeve when you are wearing your naval style uniforms in the Sea Org? How many? Uh, but Mike, isn't little- it isn't it illegal to to um, pretend to be in the military or an officer? I mean, isn't there? Yeah. People keep bringing this up. They they yeah. tweet about it and say, yeah. "Well, this is just stolen valor," and which has sort of become a bit more of a thing. It yeah. seems recently. Yeah. And honestly, Leah, I don't really yeah. understand whether it is or it isn't. I mean, mm. Michael Jackson used to dress up in a kooky-looking military outfit too. Was that stolen valor? I don't know. I, do, well, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think people are very forgiving when it comes to artists and 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 such right but this is a whole it it is the appearance I, I, of this is very insidious right is that they that they have the sea organization and they represent the military and they dress in these uniforms uh you know especially to a young person like i was in scientology and you mike you know this uh is very formidable right it's it's a whoa that's somebody who's an officer that's somebody who's you need to respect that's uh, yes. high ranking, and you hear other people calling them sir, whether they're women or men, and it's uh, it, it's really just about the appearance. Again, it's about we are clearing the planet, we are serious, we are a pal- you know paramilitary whatever sect of Scientology. We run this shit. Right, and I think it's all just part of the whole mind game of Scientology. It's about the appearance of what it is. Right, and what I will do, Leah, is yeah. I, I will put um, a little. There is a, a a document that actually I found recently that lists out and shows what these ranks are in the C organization, and I'll put that on my blog and on okay. the the fairgamepodcast dot com, and we'll we'll. We'll uh, sort of do it, but but there is a, a word here that is included, which was brevet rank. Oh, brevet. Okay, and that's a weird word. And okay. what it is is in sci- in the C organization. Did I say it wrong? No. Oh, okay, go ahead. I don't know. I I don't know. But in the C organization, and I don't know if this is generally true or not. Yeah. A brevet rank is a rank that comes along with your position in the organization. Like you could be a toilet cleaner and a captain or a commander, right? In the sea organization, right? In theory, right? You right. could have a very, very high awarded rank for your service in the sea organization and a very, very low position in the organization. And conversely, there were for a long time there were people who held very senior positions that had very low Sea Org ranks. Right. So people who were supposedly the boss of other people had a lower rank, so it got all confusing. So at yeah. one point, Hubbard said, okay, if you're uh, a part of the senior echelon, you are automatically given a rank of commander or captain or whatever for the time that you hold that post. Mm-hmm or that position, and that is called a brevet rank. All right, let me answer this. So Elizabeth 
She asked first, I've wondered uh, what is daily life like for a regular Scientology practitioner? I listened to Oh No Ross and Carrie podcast series. So I wondered, uh, I, so I understand they're fairly relentless when getting people into church. But once you're in, what is life actually like? Right now I go to work, I make dinner, take my daughter to whatever activity she's in that night and on weekends. And we do a combination of soccer, games, zoo, errands, relaxing. Uh <laughs> What would stay and what would go? Any of that, all of that would go. You would That's go so to funny work. that you said that, Leah. I was yeah. thinking the other day when yeah. I like we had a soccer game, we had mm-hmm. a baseball game, we had a this, we had a that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, God, what would life be like if I was still a Scientologist? Put exactly. aside Sea Org member. Yeah. What would life be like? I wouldn't be able to actually do any of this shit. None of it. None and of it. and now, not only would I not yeah. have the time, yeah. if I did, I would be accused of being a dilettante. Dilettante. That's a Scientology word that basically means you're a loser. Uh, <laughs> uh, engaging, exactly. engaging in activities like making dinner for your family is a dilettante uh, activity. Going to soccer games and all that dilettante, you would be called a dilettante. And it's a negative, it is nasty. To be accused of being a dilettante is is horrible. You just, so this is a great question because people, again, you know, they can they get confused about what is a civilian Scientologist and what is a Sea Org member. And also as a civilian Scientologist, they just think, well, you know, so because she went on, she went second. A lot of religions, the stereotype is that the convert, the converts are the most hardcore, and the cradle to grave are less so. Is there a Scientology equivalent of the cafeteria Catholic? Yes, you're called a dilettante, but uh, unlike a, a cafeteria Catholic, right? Your priest is not showing up at your house, literally saying to you, unannounced, "What the fuck are you doing? You get your fucking ass." On course in the church right now. You miss your periods. You you know, nine to twelve, one to three thirty, three thirty to six, seven to ten, or all of those slots if you are not, let's say I'm on the King of Queens, right? I have work for eight months and then I have a couple months off, right? You don't think they told me I needed to be on course from nine to midnight? Like they did, and I was. <laughs> Those things, these things are not valued. And, you know, some of you don't know, like, when I post things of like, look, I made dinner. Look, I made a lasagna. You know, remember, even though I was in, you know, not a Sea Org member, me being a mom and being a wife and making dinner for my family was not something that I was doing on a daily basis. It was not something that was commended by, my friends who are Scientologists. So to me, I'm like, look at me. I'm just born. I'm just learning how to make food. And, you know, like, <laughs> and look at us. We're having bagels every Sunday. Like, I know some people write, like, big fucking dealy. And I'm like, because this type of tradition, it, I just wasn't, I didn't, wasn't able to do that when I was in Scientology. And so, yeah, you know, I'm old as fuck now, I'm 50. But, you know, like, I'm just kind of like starting to live my life the way. You know, I, I wish I had lived it, but you know, I didn't, I'm getting to do it now. And so listen, you know, I could either go, well, it's too late for me to be a mom, a better friend, a better sister, a better aunt, you know, it's never too late. So I'm doing it now. So you'll have to put up with my nonsense on my Instagram. Well, Um, I I miss Sunday morning bagels. I know. I really do. I know. It's a beautiful. 
Like we have locks, and then my my brother and my my ex brother in law comes over. He started the thing, the tradition, yeah. and it's and it's a beautiful thing. Like my mother comes over, my stepfather comes over, and then they all start drinking, and then we play games, and it's just a it's like it's something that we just never got to do as a family, yeah. you know. And yeah. you're doing that, Mike. You know, you're doing that with your sons and with Christy, and it's you know. Listen, you don't need to just have come, you don't need to have come out of a cult to kind of start to just live the life that you want to live. You right. know? Anyway, I hope I answered that. Well, I think so. Okay. Here's another question by Danielle R. Uh so she lives in a city that used to, uh she lives in a city that you, that used to have a she I live in a city so she lived in a city that had a Delphi school that now has been rebranded to the Da Vinci Academy. And on the website, they make no mention of Scientology. Um, is the purpose of these schools to lure unsuspecting future Scientologists? Yes. Yes. To Further, she asked, to educate current Scientologist children? Yes. Yes. And why do they make such an effort to hide the association? <laughs> Google. Because people like you will go not sending my kid there. That's right. why. And That's why exactly do they right. rebrand frequently if the mission is the same? Well, their mission isn't their mission isn't to educate your child. Their mission isn't to help. Their mission is to convert to eighty percent of the world's population to be Scientologists. Well, I would refine the Delphian school mission mm. to be to groom Seog members. Yes. Because at this point, the Delphian school is about the only source of recruits for the Sea organization. Yeah, because it's because Scientology children who exactly. are go trying it's, to, yeah. It's children of Scientologists and the Delphian schools, I know from Christy, who went to a Delphian school and got yeah. recruited at a Delphian school into right. the Sea Organization, yep. that the Sea Organization sends people to these schools to begin indoctrinating these children into, into the idea that they are going to join the Sea Org right. very, very young yep. and then pluck them one by one as they reach the age where they can read and write so that yeah. the Sea Org doesn't have to teach them how to read and write. Right. And it is absolutely the single largest source of recruits for the Sea Organization Finally, today, yeah. out, outside of flying in the people from, from out of the country, impoverished South right. American countries or Eastern Europe or wherever. And then the, her, the last part of her question is, what is the purpose of all the charity front groups and this one? And uh, the create, answer to create, to, just like you said, yes, yeah, to, <laughs> to convert, to, to infiltrate, to have a front group that is claiming to be like one of the big ones is a uh, Narcanon, right? Yep. Uh, claiming to have a crazy success rate, like 91% success rate of getting people off of drugs and alcohol. And if that were true, it would be a government program. Uh, no, no program could ever say those numbers. Believe me, I wish it were true, but it isn't. And the stand league. And it's, uh, yeah. uh, um, 
pretending to be a group that is uh, protecting the religious beliefs of others, their First Amendment rights. And the purpose of that is so that they really the, the purpose of the Stand League is to attack people who are speaking the truth about Scientology and then to run around to the rest of the world going, hey, hey, look at us. We just tweeted about, uh, you know, the Holocaust. We're not just here to abuse people and to silence people and to, uh, you know, hopefully silence and, and tamper with witnesses in current cases against Scientology. We, we here for the people should be able to have their religious beliefs. That's the purpose of it, to have these front groups so that they're not uh, what it's called is a false flag. You should look it up. It's under psychological warfare, and that's what Scientology is engaged in, putting up false flags, that they are pretending to be... Um, normal. No, yeah, normal, but also, uh, you know, advocates, right? Right. But really, they are the doers of the things that we are advocating against. It's just insane. I know, the, the, yeah. the weirdest yeah. stuff about that Stanley... Yeah. Is there constant, constant, oh, we decry anti-Semitism. Uh -huh. We decry, we are like, we are standing on the rooftops yeah. complaining about anti-Semitism and meanwhile supporting Tony Mahabat and the Nation of Islam. Yes, and, the, and, Farrak the, and Farrakhan. Uh, the, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's like, and that does never get mentioned. I know. <laughs> And it's, again, we get back to core beliefs, right? Right. Because if you say anything about the Nation of Islam or you, you know, it's you, like we're doing now, right, then you're supposedly against black people. Okay? Right. Not falling for it. Not falling yeah, for it. Exactly. Like, have a fucking real core belief. If the, if you can stand up and listen to that rhetoric and, and, and the horrible things that come out of this person's mouth and say that you are like, anyway, don't get me started because we don't have the time for this, but, but I'm calling bullshit on it. Yep. Um, so, but, but to finish that question, Mike, um, I, can you list, uh, the front groups on, on your website? Yes, um, and I, I think, I and, notely. and I think that, uh, um, um, Jeffrey Augustine has done an extensive, uh, research on this as well. Uh, you yeah. know, the front groups of Scientology, because somebody asked about another front group, uh, Landmark Forum, Education. Do they have ties to Scientology? And I don't well, know. Well, that's, so, that's a slightly different than a front group. Landmark does, because Landmark is an offshoot of EST. Okay. Uh, and EST was started by a guy called Werner Erhardt, who was originally trained as a Scientologist. And okay. he split off from Scientology. Okay, and so Hubbard that declared him be... a squirrel. Oh, I see. Like, so he was an enemy a... to Scientology because he was. Yes. Okay, got you. All right. So yeah. So landmark is okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, okay, they're terrible. <laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, Mike, you'll add those front groups onto your uh, and and link it also also to the Scientology Money Project from Jeffrey Augustine because I yep. think that's a great absolutely. Absolutely. A great website. Um, okay, I think that's all the time that we have. Unless you I just wanna... got one okay. more. I want to okay. do a funny one. Okay, go ahead. I, d I just want to do the funny one. Mm. Did anyone ask L. Ron Hubbard to move an object with his mind? Aren't Scientologists supposed to be able to do this once through the last session? Yeah. And, and that and, is actually a yeah. fabulous question. 
Yeah, uh, because, oddly, it's, it's yeah. You know why? Because but it's because because Scientologists are are raised to believe that you are going to have special powers, that you are going to be able to move freely in and out of your body, that you can move the physical universe, that you can, you know, and listen, I wasn't into any of that shit. There's, you know, I wasn't, that wasn't what I was aspiring to. You know, I don't really know what I was aspiring to because I was never really becoming a better person. I was becoming an abusive, horrible, hate, hateful person inside that that is what they create in Scientology um but yeah and I think people were really disappointed to find out that he didn't have those powers no L. Ron Hubbard couldn't move a fucking damn thing oh he couldn't even move his own body out of his trailer at the end of his life right I mean but, yeah but but and funnily enough Hubbard yeah. came up with the answer to prevent people from asking him about what this. was that he said we don't engage in parlor tricks. tricks. Right. I remember that. So don't I could do up. it. So I could do it. I just don't want to do it. It's I like, don't want to uh, be made. Yes, exactly. I don't, don't want to be made into I don't, don't want to be able to prove it. I remember, yeah. Mike, I was sitting in a hotel room with a celebrity, and she was asking an OT8, who was a friend of my mother's, whom I loved very much, her name was Wendy Etrix. I don't know if you if you knew Wendy. Oh, I know. She died but, uh, terribly in a, a motel after being abandoned when she could no longer make money for Scientology. And do you know that she called my mother, who we were very close to Wendy, and it was, I know it broke her heart to have disconnected from us. And my mother had no idea that Wendy was sick because, of course, Wendy had to disconnect from us when we publicly left Scientology. But my mother saw that Wendy had called her and she had a missed call. So all I could imagine, Mike, is that there was Wendy in a seedy motel room having been deserted by a church that she dedicated her life to, right? Yep. Yep. Alone. And she must have thought, my God, what did I do? And I want to call my only real friend, which is Vicky. And my mother missed her call and she passed away. And, uh, you know, I know this is not just about Scientology. I always want to open it up. It's like, guys, love the family you have. Fight yep. for the family that you have. Be good to people who are good to you and let go of this kind of restrictive thinking that you can't talk. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But wait, anyway, what happened? What happened when she asked She said to Wendy, <laughs> because they were trying to recruit her hard, Tommy Davis and uh, Jessica Feshback were hunting this girl down. Somehow they got her to Celebrity Center and they asked us to come up just to say hello to her. You know, basically they were parading us around, right? And me yeah. and Wendy were like outside, you know, having coffee and smoking. And we went upstairs to say hello and she said to Wendy, like, oh, where are you on this bridge? You know, in Scientology, Wendy said, yep. rightfully so, she's at the highest point you could reach in Scientology, right? Yep, yep. And she says, well, can you move that glass? And Wendy goes, yes, I can. She goes, can you? And I go, can you? <laughs> she and walked over and picked it up. <laughs> picked it up and fucking moved it. I fell off my chair. 
But I just like it was it. It's so true that people really believe this. They really believe, and God bless them. They want, you know, my stepfather still believes in the concepts in Scientology because he doesn't want to believe. And this is this goes beyond Scientology again. This is it, kid. Right. Who wants yeah. to believe that? Of course. Because then of you're course. responsible to stop being a fucking asshole this life. And yep. start doing the work this lifetime. Being a good person matters now. Being a good parent matters now. Being a good yep. friend matters now. Yep. No matter what you believe, we should. But I feel horrible for people like my stepfather who believes in these things because he can't accept this is it. This might right. be it, right? Yep. And that's what pe- keeps people in this type of thinking. Yes, I I agree with you 100%. Anyway, guys, I'm sorry for all the cursing. Maybe, listen, I I could see our producer. Maybe you want to bleep some of them out. No, she's saying no. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Don't bother. All right. This is what it is. This it is, is this what is it is. Raw and, listen, and unfiltered. This and is I, exactly, Leah Remini. Exactly. She talks too much. She yeah. curses too much. She's too nasty. Whatever. Yeah. You don't like it, go listen to another podcast because we love it. <laughs> thank you, Mike. And thank you to the producer who's giving us a thumbs up. Thank you yeah. for that. All right, And everybody. we didn't even get through half the damn questions No, as because, usual. listen, this is, no, listen, now I'm going to defend us, okay? Here's the thing, everybody. As you can hear, there's so many layers to the lies, deceit, and insidiousness of Scientology. We're not just talking about something like, hey, where do we like? California, New York. I like the pizza in New York. I like the people in New York, but I like the weather in California. Okay. This is a very serious subject that needs unraveling. That's why we did a show for three seasons. That's why we have a podcast. That's why we have blogs. That's why every ex-member of Scientology who's in the business exposing Scientology does this work because it needs explaining over and over again. And it's not an easy subject to to just kind of say yes or no. Yeah. So sorry, but... Anyway, again, thank you so much for listening. And yes. until next time. Love you, Mikey. Love you, Lily. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.